Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. We need to be willing to come before the Lord and get ourselves right with Him. That's where prosperity really is. It's not in the things of this world. And that's maybe what we struggle with. We see the people in, in this world that are, man, they have all the stuff. They have all the things. They seem to have it all together. They've got all this prosperity, but, you, but there's so much that we don't know. Proverbs 28, 13 tells it to us like this. It says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. What? But we've seen so many who have, but it's not about a, a financial or a physical prosperity. It's about a spiritual one. But the one who confesses and renounces them, those sins, finds, finds mercy. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. The book of Psalms consists of words of mourning and words of joy, words of lament and words of praise. While it can be difficult for us to relate to the exact challenges spoken of in this book, we can all relate to the emotions those challenges elicited in the writers. Emotions of discouragement, despair, hopelessness, and rejection. While the writers grapple with how to process their people's pain, they learn they can still offer praise to God for His love and faithfulness. In this series, we will examine the challenges the people of Israel faced and draw from their faith as they looked forward to a Messiah who would one day save them. And on this side of the cross, we can look at this book to see how God was faithful in sending Jesus to save us and how God is still faithful to see us through whatever difficulty we have. Please enjoy the message. Unfortunate, all of the infidelity that was in his life, the sexual immorality began to come out, and his entire ministry was destroyed. His family, the lives of his family were, were affected. It was terrible. None of us are immune to sin. Even somebody like Ravi, who's seemingly a spiritual giant, he wasn't immune to it, you're not immune to it, I'm not immune to it. I was just thinking about that sin. You know, I, for me, I, you know, I've had moments where I'll let something get the best of me. I, I was just thinking like, you know, I've never, it comes in all shapes and sizes, you gotta know that. And, and I haven't ever committed an affair, but I've had lustful thoughts. I've, I've never like drank so much alcohol that I just threw up and passed out and was stumbling around or got a DUI or any of that. I mean, but you know, not long ago I had two beers and I, and I realized that when, and it was after the fact, I was like, I had just hadn't eaten any food and it really affected me. I was impaired and I thought, this is, I've crossed the line here. I shouldn't have gone here. I don't do that often. I don't rarely ever take a drink of any kind and yeah, I've never abused any of my kids, but I've gotten angry at them, way too angry and upset. I've never committed perjury. <laughs> but I was talking to somebody just the other day about a basketball game that, my, that I was coaching, and, and you know what, we lost by nine, but I was like, you know, I think we lost by five or six. Man, we, we all fall short of the glory of God. It doesn't start with us, it starts with his goodness and where he is with his holiness. And then when we come into that, when we come into that, we realize, wow, we have really fallen short. And here's, and here's the last little piece of this. 
I know many of you have not gone off of the deep end with some of these things. What do you do with the small stuff, though? Or even the big stuff, for that matter. Are you justifying it? Or are you trying to really be forgiven for it? If you justify it, the lies, the lust, the anger, the jealousy, the bitterness, the discontent, if you justify it, that's the conviction of the world. And you will be so connected to this world if you do that. That's what they're all, all the world's bonding around. But if you can acknowledge it for what it is, then in that moment, you aren't connecting to the world, but now, like all of us need to, we get to reconnect with God. And so David is taking us on this journey again. And he says, for day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave me the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place, God. You will protect me from trouble and surround me from the songs, surround me with the songs of deliverance. He's coming to God with a confession, not a justification. He's coming to God appealing for grace, not appealing for things. Friends, God has such a desire to forgive. So much of a desire to forgive that far, far, far outweighs our desire to confess. A few weeks ago, we had a time of prayer in church, and we, 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 were, we were hopeful that some of you would take some time to confess, to reconnect with the Lord. I don't know if there's a day that goes by that we shouldn't be confessing something to God. It's in, it's in that confession that we get to receive his mercy and his grace. You have concerns though, right? You have worries. You got kid things, marriage things, money things, career things, health things, head things, heart things. You got all, so we got all kinds of things. We're not short on things that we want God to intersect in and do something about and help us with and give us wisdom, right? I mean, every single day it seems like we're praying for wisdom. I know you are. You want to make the right choice. It's great. But maybe before we get to all that, we need, we just need that grace. We need to confess to get ourselves that mercy to get right with him. It's kind of like this. Um, my family, we just moved and we were fortunate enough, we live on, we were moved out of, uh, out of the area of the church in Highlands Ranch out to the south side of Sedalia and um, and the, you know how it is, in the process of unpacking, it's hard to find things. And so I, I needed a lighter. And so I went over to my neighbor, great guy, and I just said, hey, I'm sorry. I need, I need, can I borrow a lighter? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He had like a box of them or something. He said, here's a lighter. You can just take it. And, and that, that was really nice of him. And, and it was good because our relationship, him and I, I mean, we just met. I haven't done anything to make him mad yet. So we're good. We're, we're in a good place. But imagine if I were walking up his driveway to ask for that lighter. And on the way up, he had this little dog, this little yipper. And, and you know how they are. They're small, but they think they're mighty. And, and so this thing's coming at me, and he's like nipping at me and nipping at me and nipping at me. Maybe you've experienced this with a dog before. It's weird how the little ones do that. And so it's nipping, nipping, nipping. I kind of look around. I don't see anybody. And then I just give it a good swift. Watcha! 
You know, one of those little karate kid, dang, and that dog just runs off. Yip, 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 yip. And then I look up and I see my neighbor. He saw the whole thing. Hypothetically, hypothetical. <laughs> but imagine he saw that. Now, is that a good time for me to go and ask him for a lighter? Or do I got some things that him and I need to get sorted out before, before I make some type of an appeal from him, of him? Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. We need to be willing to come before the Lord and get ourselves right with him. That's where prosperity really is. It's not in the things of this world. And that's maybe what we struggle with. We see the people in, in this world that are, man, they have all the stuff. They have all the things. They seem to have it all together. They've got all this prosperity. But, you, but there's so much that we don't know. Proverbs 28, 13 tells it to us like this. It says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. What? But we've seen so many who have, but it's not about a a financial or a physical prosperity. It's about a spiritual one. But the one who confesses and renounces them, those sins, finds, finds mercy. And we're back to that place. Are you going to check out or are you going to lean in? Because this is the moment when your heart can really get to the place, like the whole of your heart. Jeremiah says you can get a whole new heart a new mind, a new conscience, everything. This is a chance for you. Psalm 95. Today, if only you would hear his voice, don't harden your heart. You lay it all out to him. And again, God desires so much more to forgive than we desire to confess. But maybe in this moment you can confess. And David continues, I will instruct you, and this is God actually speaking to David, and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not let the horse or the mule, which have no under, do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding. He says, David, don't be an animal again. That's just impulsive. Don't be that, don't be that beast that you were when you saw Bathsheba, that just went after that thing that he desired. Don't be that anymore. Be my child. 
Be the king that I appointed you to be. Be the man that I made you to be in my image. Don't be like a horse or a mule that must be controlled by a bit and bridle or they, or they won't come to you. I, he's like, I don't want to force you to come to me. I don't want to lasso you and just pull you in. I want to forgive you. That's the word that we have here. It's forgiveness. And in that forgiveness, there is instruction. It's that breaking. It's that conviction that God has for us. It's that, that instruction. And he'll teach you out of that the way that you should go. The forgiveness of God is tough. Man, it's such a tension, isn't it? Like, how does God, who is good and holy and just, become merciful and forgiving for all of our shortcomings? Like, it doesn't seem like in forgiving us that he compromises his holiness. Think about that. I mean, that's some of the significance of forgiveness is that he's, he's in essence compromising his holiness. How does he reconcile that? How does all that happen? Well, because we, all we've heard about is, well, all we've heard about is what, what's said in Exodus 34. This is the riddle of the Old Testament right here, Exodus 34. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. You get that. That's probably about all that's been preached. 90% of what has been preached, it feels like, in the church in the last 40 years is God is loving and he's compassionate and he's slow to anger and he is all of those things. Maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness and rebellion and sin. Yet, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of their parents to the third and the fourth generation. Whoa. Doesn't that last part seemingly eliminate the first part? How is all of this going to get figured out? How does all of this get reconciled? You have to understand that. I have to understand that or we don't get forgiveness. We don't really get the grace of God. It's this unfolding, this gradual revelation that you have in the scriptures. Moses is sacrificial. It really starts with Adam and Eve. And there had to be death for their sin. It was the death of the animals that they would ultimately be clothed by. But then you have Moses' sacrificial, the sacrificial system that Moses establishes. It was, it was David talking about the joy of his salvation in Psalm 51. He knew there was salvation. He just didn't understand it, how it was all going to work out. Like I said, it's hard to figure out. It's Isaiah, Isaiah 53 saying there was a servant who would take on the sin and the sorrow of the world. What? Who is this servant? And then on the cross of Calvary, oh, Jesus. It's at Jesus that you see God's justice and his wrath poured out. But yet we also see his love and his grace and his compassion given. That's what took him there. That's what held him there. And so now we can reconcile forgiveness because we have a cross. And, in, and we have hope because of an empty tomb. But we have to choose to forgive that or we have to choose to receive that forgiveness. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, 
Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, we wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. In 1830, it's one of my favorite stories. It's a bit tragic, but, but it, it definitely teaches the point. Two men named George Wilson and James Porter robbed a mail carrier in Pennsylvania. Shortly after that, they were caught. And in that day and time, that was a capital offense. And so they were both sentenced to death. Shortly after that, James Porter was hung. But George Wilson had some very influential friends who were connected to Andrew Jackson, the president of the day. They appealed to Andrew Jackson. They said he, he didn't know what he was doing. He'd lost his way, and so a pardon was given. But George Wilson didn't want to receive the pardon. He didn't receive the pardon. He rejected it. All he had to do was stay a few more years in the prison and, and everything would have been wiped clean from his record. But he wouldn't receive the pardon, this thing that would have made him free. And, and the court didn't know what to do with it. So it went up through the court system and ultimately landed with the Supreme Court where, where the famous Chief Justice John Marshall resided. And after hearing the details of the case, John Marshall gave this conclusion. A pardon is a deed to the validity of which delivery is essential. And the delivery is not completed without acceptance. It may then be rejected by the person to whom it is tendered. And if it be rejected, we have discovered no power in a court to force it on him. And so George Wilson committed a crime, was given a pardon, rejected the pardon, and was ultimately executed because of it. I mean, how unbelievable. He had a new lease on life. He had forgiveness that was given to him, grace that was given to him, mercy that was given to him. And he rejected it. He rejected it. And that is what God is presenting to you today. It's this opportunity that you don't have to buy because it's already been purchased for you on a cross at Calvary. It's just this acknowledgement as I'm, I'm not gonna be looking within myself, I'm just gonna look to God and realize, oh yeah, I'm, I need, I'm, I've fallen short, I need, I need your grace, so I'm gonna confess everything that I've fallen short with, at least the best of my knowledge. And then this, this amazing thing happens. There's change. David speaks of that, these last few verses. 
as he talks to his audience again, many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad because you've sinned, you've confessed, but you've been forgiven and now you are gonna change because you're not gonna rejoice and be glad in all the things of the world because that's not what's breaking you anymore. What's gonna break you is the things of God and so you're gonna rejoice and be glad in the Lord because you are righteous and you will sing all you who are upright in heart. And this is the opportunity that is before you as David speaks to this audience, the key word there is change. You can change. But it's not because you do it, it's because God will do it to you as you take this kind of journey that we've just been on. And it can happen right now. Despite how foggy your mind may be, despite how heavy your conscience is, even in despite how distorted your emotions are, God is giving you a new heart and a new path if you, if I would so choose to pursue it. It's that simple. It's that easy. And we've got a life ahead of us to enjoy with it. But think of all the people that, that just keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Maybe that's even been you. For that initial connection to God or that reconnection with God, just keep putting it off, putting it off. Next week I'll do it. Next month I'll make that right. Today is the day of salvation. That idea brings me to a man named Luke Short, who I just heard about this past week. He was 100 years old, walking through his New, New England field that he had worked so hard to acquire. And in the midst of this field, as he considered the, the unusual vigor that he had and the life that was still in him, he recalled a sermon that he had heard 85 years prior. At the age of 15, his parents made him go to church. And it was there that he heard a message about sin, confession, forgiveness, change. And he, re he realized that he had no peace with God. He had a lot of things of the world, but he didn't have any peace with God. And in that moment, the despair of having no hope in eternity grabbed a hold of him and he recalled that word that had been spoken so many years before and he made his peace with God. What a great story as you consider the promises of God. That his word never returns void as we see in this man's life. If you raise your child up in the Lord, there may be a gap, but at some point we are, we are assured, we are promised that there is this opportunity for that individual to come back to the Lord. When they're older, they will not depart from it. But what a waste. 85 years it took him to get the moment that you get right now. To acknowledge that you've fallen short. To confess it, to receive his forgiveness, and to change. You may not live to be 100 you may not have that moment. God's word has promised it won't return void. I cling to it every time I walk up here. And I just cling to the fact and hope and pray that you are leaning in and not checking out. Now is your opportunity for that new heart and that new path if you would so choose it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone. And the new is here. 
And maybe you're ready to make that kind of a decision. Maybe you need to respond. Maybe you need to make peace with God now. And that is something that you don't have to buy because it's already been bought and purchased for you on Calvary. I'll be available just outside the room in our next steps room, outside these doors. And I would love to talk to you about that decision if you want to make it or that peace if you need it. Here is the opportunity for you if you should so choose it. Don't put it off. Today is the day of salvation. Let's pray. Father, so grateful for what you've given us in Christ. And the riddle that is this world and the riddle that is just a relationship with you, we're so grateful that it's resolved at Calvary. We've all fallen short of your glory, Lord, and we confess those shortcomings and those sins to you now. And we plead for your forgiveness and your mercy and your compassion to come upon us. And may today be the day of salvation. Today is the day of connecting with you, reconnecting with you that makes us, takes us, changes us. In the name of Christ. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Holland, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.